Have you ever heard of this guy? It's Todd. It's Todd, honey. He's funny. Monday through Friday. Five to seven. On the radio. You can tell she likes Todd for Todd. He's a nut. Real character, that one. Todd, let's do this. Get the show started. It's the Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Call me now. 937-457-1290. Locally grown. Seriously funny. On WHIO. a man child okay now go get changed because everybody's ready and please oh please keep my underwear so no one told you life was gonna be this way shut up the camera adds 10 pounds uh so how many cameras are actually on you There's a little child inside this man. Yes, the doctors say if they remove it, he'll die. I'll be there for you when the rain starts to pour. I'll be there for you. On a scale from 1 to 10, 10 being the dumbest a person can look, you are definitely 19. Because you're there for me too. Maybe you're going about this the wrong way, you know? I mean, think about it. Single white male, divorced three times, two illegitimate children. <laughs> the personal ad writes itself. All right, I've got a leg, three breasts, and a... Well, how do you find clothes that fit? Oh, wait a minute. I used to get medical. Ah, finally an explanation. I'll be there for you. Because I'm in love with Monica. You're, you're what? What? That's right. I love her. I love her. I love you, Monica. I love you too, Chandler. Cause you're there for me too. It is the evening edge, Monday through Friday, five to seven. I don't know about you. But I was uh, shocked. It was stunning. It was jarring when I got that notification that Matthew Perry passed away. Man, oh, man. Without question, I mean, he was my favorite character from Friends. And I, like many others... You watch that show for a few weeks, maybe a season, and you start picking up that sort of sarcastic cadence of Chandler Bing. Am I wrong? You know, that kind of just that, uh, that was just, uh, that was a punch to the gut. Man, oh man. I mean, you know, other, other TV celebrities and movie celebrities uh, have passed, obviously, uh, that we've been sort of shocked to hear about. But this was just uh, really unexpected, given the fact that he seemingly was on the road to recovery. I mean, every day is a, is a challenge. Every day is a battle. But he seemed to be doing okay. Had his book come out last year where he sort of chronicled his his life his addictions, his setbacks, regrets. But man, oh man, uh, I, I was just really, really surprised. And and that show, 
as far as an ensemble cast, I mean, there have been great ones, right? There's been some really great ensemble cast TV sitcoms. Uh, MASH immediately comes to mind. You know, a lot of moving pieces in, in that show. Friends, obviously. Seinfeld is kind of in that, uh, you know, in that uh, arena. I was trying to think of uh, more of them, but but it was just something about those those characters, and it just really appealed to uh, to younger folks. And I wasn't I was maybe a little bit older than the average Friends fan. Like my wife loved Friends, still loves Friends. I watched it. I think I kind of came late to it. I was more in the Seinfeld sort of realm. That was kind of my deal. But, uh, you know, I, I, I went on to watch it. And uh, it, it, that was a show that really kind of sucked you in. And uh, it's just, uh, just sad, just really sad. Um, he passed away at the age of 54. I'm sure you've heard all of this by now. And he was found in a jacuzzi. And uh, no drugs were found at the scene. Today, they released his toxicology report. But they're saying that it needs more uh, investigation. So I don't, I don't know what that means. Don't want to speculate any. But there were no drugs at the scene. Doesn't mean they weren't in a system. But that's not what they're saying right now. So we'll just have to wait and see. And I guess this happened after he played uh, pickleball for a couple of hours. So, you know, he came home and was chilling and uh, they, uh, they found him. So it's um, just really sad. The other uh, celebrity passing over the weekend, I don't know if you saw this one, but this was another uh, a great ensemble show. Night Court. Remember Night Court? Oh, yeah. That was a great one with Harry Anderson, John Larroquette, Richard Mole, who played the bailiff. He was the big, tall bailiff who was bald, went by bowl. He passed away at the age of 80. Uh, let's see, let's see. He made um, made an appearance on Happy Days, also Laverne and Shirley and Mork and Mindy. Welcome back, Cotter and the Rockford Files before being cast on Night Court, which ran from 1984 to 1992. I know they tried to bring it back recently. I don't know if it's been a success. I think I saw maybe 15 minutes of one episode. And uh, Ron Otto's got a comment uh, on something here. Ron, what's going on, buddy? Yeah, I love the original Night Court. Just a real quick uh, yeah. note on that. I started watching the new Night Court when it came out last fall. I got through maybe 10 episodes, and it just wasn't the same. So that uh, the woman yeah. that was playing the judge is the woman that was on... Um, uh, Big Bang Theory. Yeah, her, her yeah. Uh, name is uh, her. Her real name is escaping me, but she played Bernadette right on uh, Big Bang, and she, mm -hmm. I think, was the or the uh, her character was the daughter of Harry Anderson's character. Yes, is that correct? Yes, that is right. So she came back and she took over his uh, his job as judge right. after his his passing. Because I, if I recall. I think he did. He pass away during Night Court, like when they were filming it. No, it was, a few, was, years it was after a few after. It was a few after. Okay, yeah, all not right. Long. I could not but, long. But I, I seem to recall that during the show, 
there was a storyline where he was sick. Oh, am I boy. am I making that up? I feel like there was something. I'm not familiar with, with the that. Show. Maybe maybe the last season or something. Maybe there might have been yeah. something in there too. You might be right about that. I don't. I just don't remember. But uh, was Richard Mole in, or did he make any appearances in the new one? No, no. no. John okay. Larroquette was. Uh, he came back and uh, obviously a regular member of the cast, and he really, yeah. You know, he liked coming back to see where this character would be thirty years later. Uh, but honestly, for me, I think the other characters surrounding those. You know, you're talking about the judge and and uh, Dan Fielding. The other characters I really wouldn't get into. So right. That just one didn't work out for me. Not as, uh, oh, Melissa Roush. My friend Vern ah, just sent me. A, yes. Uh, the actress is Melissa Roush. Yes. Melissa Roush. All right. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, sad weekend. I mean, uh, I, I honestly hadn't thought of Richard Mole in a long time, but as soon as I saw that, it was like, oh, no. You know, I mean, I remember him, and he was a great character on that show. Um, and then, of course, uh, Matthew Perry. So hopefully we'll learn more about uh, the story with uh, Matthew Perry. Uh, 937-457-1290, if you have any thoughts on that. On a more positive subject, this is exciting. I'm very excited about this. The month of November, starting today. I know today's uh, the 30th of, of October. Tomorrow's the 31st. That's how numbers work. Um, but the entire month of November, the Evening Edge is giving away a couple's massage. And it's from LaRive. I think I'm pronouncing that right. right? LaRive Massage and Facial Spa in Beaver Creek, my hometown. Uh, you can go to whio.com. You can also find a link on my Facebook page where you can register to win this couple's massage. Plus, every week, uh, one lucky edgehead is going to win a lovely basket from LaRive Massage and Facial Spa, valued at $75. And this Friday, this Friday from 5 to 6, when I get back from my remote at uh, First Florist and come in and do the show... I will be getting a massage on the air, which I've only done once before. <laughs> and it was uh, it was a little ticklish, to be honest with you. I'm a bit ticklish when it comes to that sort of thing. So we'll see how it goes. But uh, I'm encouraging you, go to the website, go to whio.com, click on radio contests, or you can find it e more easily on my Facebook page and uh, register to win that. Uh, coming up. We have got uh, a couple of more cars in the buildings, yes. Uh, we are going to rechristen the name October Rectober because uh, I'm not sure, but I think we, let's see, how many have we had? 17 in the month of October. What am I listening to now? What is this? The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. It's a radio show. It's entertainment. Coming up. T-O. Double D. H. Double L. S. T. I can remember that. Locally grown. Seriously funny. I'm puzzled by the whole thing. On WHIO. Is there a reason you don't want to go to the dance? Like... A Todd reason? The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Call Todd now, 937-457-1290, or message him at Evening Edge Todd. Locally grown, seriously funny, on WHIO. Back here on the Evening Edge, Monday through Friday, 5 to 7, this Friday. I am going to be at First Florist and Greenhouses, 1306 North Troy Street. 
It is the first day, the kickoff, if you will, of their holiday open house. I'll be there from uh, 2 to 4. It starts at 2 o'clock, runs until 6 that evening. There's a design show at 3.30. But I'll be broadcasting live. You can come on out. Uh, The first 100 customers will get a lovely gift. You can tour the greenhouses, see all the poinsettias. And uh, Saturday also starts at 9 a.m., goes until 3 in the afternoon. There's a couple of design shows that day. And Santa will be there beginning at 1030. Uh, And you can get your picture taken with Santa. So join me this Friday, 2 to 4, First Florist and Greenhouses. You know they've been there since 1905. I mean, we're looking at the 100-year anniversary here in a couple of years. That's pretty impressive for uh, for any small business, for sure. But I went on a tour of that place a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they're a small business, but they're not a small business. I mean, it's huge. It is huge. There's a lot to see, so uh, make plans to uh, come out, and uh, I'll show you some of my floral design skills. Uh, we have a couple of cars crashing into buildings. Crash car. In local news, a spectacular car crash. Car, house, house car. Well, we had uh, two to my, uh, to my count, <laughs> but you know, I could have missed something. Uh, the first one happened Saturday morning. This was on uh, Riverside Drive near East Helena Street. Uh, photos captured by News Center Seven uh, show a maroon Ford Focus. Uh, crashed into the side of the building. Uh, one person was transported from the scene to Kettering uh, Hospital. It's currently unknown if anyone was inside the building. This was, of course, uh, the story was posted on Saturday morning. Uh, it happened around 10 a.m. I had a number of people uh, send it to me, so thank you. Uh, I guess this house was hit once before, 2014. Uh, and then, then uh, 132 happened late last night. Uh, Dayton police and medics were dispatched to the 100 block of Valley Street. Again, one person was transported to Miami Valley with non-life-threatening injuries. No one else was injured. Uh, the driver's been cited. It's unclear how much damage to the building was sustained, but it remains under investigation. So we, uh, we've we got, uh, of course, uh, this evening, right, left. And then tomorrow is the last day of the month. So a lot can happen when it comes to cars crashing into buildings. Uh, we are at 17 for the month. 17. So I am uh, officially rechristening uh, October 2023 as Rectober <laughs> because we are out of control, out of control. And uh, somebody posted a question I think is, uh, is a really relevant uh, idea. If Dayton holds the record for Ohio cities with the most cars into buildings. Now, I have not dug into this. I've not done the research. Candidly, probably not going to. However, this would be a really, really good project for like a statistics uh, department at a local university. Maybe somebody could do a little research and find out and do the statistics as to which state or excuse me, which city in Ohio is the most reckless when it comes to cars crashing into buildings. 
I'm going to guess that Dayton is probably at the top of the list. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. We'll leave it to uh, leave it to uh, some university students to figure that out. It's the Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Call Todd now, 937-457-1290, or message him at Evening Edge Todd. Locally grown, seriously funny on WHIO. Be of good cheer and call me. Call me now. Call me. He's laughing at us right on the radio. The least we could do is get him on the radio and talk to him. It's the Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Call me at 457-1290. Locally grown, seriously funny on WHIO. Back here on the Evening Edge, Monday through Friday, 5 to 7. Started the show uh, tonight talking about the passing of Matthew Perry, how shocking it was to hear the news And it just kind of got us talking about uh, great ensemble shows like Friends. MASH was uh, mentioned. Seinfeld. Also, uh, Josh on our live stream mentioned uh, Cheers. Sharon mentioned Three's Company. And yeah, reminded me, of course, that Suzanne Summers just passed away as well. She'd been battling uh, cancer for a long time. But this whole Matthew Perry thing was just kind of shocking and stunning. Kind of also reminded me of, uh, remember the uh, actor Luke Perry? Uh, He passed away. He was in 90210, and that was totally, I I believe, unexpected. I think it was some sort of cardiac event. So, yeah, just uh, when something like that, you're not expecting it. You don't hear, you know, that they're in poor health. I mean, granted, Matthew Perry has had uh, addiction problems, and he's spoken about it openly. And I hate to say it, but if we had heard he'd OD'd or something like that, it would be terribly sad and unfortunate, but you might not be expected. Or it might not be unexpected. But, man, oh, man, just like uh, he drowned after maybe having a heart attack. I mean, who knows? Who knows? Uh, 937-457-1290. We have a jerk alert. Jerk alert. Okay, who's the jerk? He's just being a jerk. jerk. Oh, shut up, jerk. jerk. Great big jerk. He's content to be a jerk, big jerk. Jerk. This is, uh, this is a spectacular jerk. (laughs) Uh, and it's going to lead us into a couple of, uh, damn it dog stories, but, um, Police in New York say an animal control officer who worked in a little town of uh, Lindley apparently came across a stray dog earlier this summer. So this little dog, it was a, uh, a Yorkshire Terrier. It was loose, had it gotten loose somehow, but he came across this dog. Now, animal control officers, what you're supposed to do is you take the dog to... Uh, the pound or a rescue or someplace like that until and hopefully the owners come forward, right? Well, that's not what this jerk did. Here's what he did. He sold the dog to another family in Ohio. So this guy must have uh, taken this dog after finding it. In the paperwork, he said the dog died and then sold the dog. To unsuspecting buyers in Ohio. And then, I guess, allegedly, 
transported the dog from uh, southern New York through Pennsylvania into Ohio. Uh, The dog's name is Hope. And for five months, the family thought that their dog, their sweet little terrier, Hope, had died. Well, something wasn't adding up with the, uh, the folks there at the animal control office. And they started investigating his, uh, his you know, paperwork and saying that, hey, the dog died. They were able to trace the dog to Ohio. And this, uh, this, this jerk of an animal control officer was arrested October 26th. Uh, they recovered the dog and brought it back to the family there in New York. And yeah, the Ohio family who uh, bought the dog completely unaware that she was missing or that she might have been stolen. Because that's the other thing. They're not sure if the dog was stolen. He says he found the dog wandering like a stray. But who knows? You know, he could have uh, he could have completely uh, stolen the dog. Uh, and here's our damn it dog stories. A couple of them quick here. Damn it dog. Damn it dog. Well, there's a couple, uh, there's a couple quick ones. And then we have a, a follow up to the story about the oldest dog in the world dying. Uh, this happened in Derbyshire, uh, United Kingdom, the UK. A uh, 11-year-old Labrador retriever named Molly, who's blind, wandered away from her family home and was lost. But apparently there is a nonprofit in the UK called Drone to Home, and they specialize in reuniting missing pets with their families. This family... And it does, I don't, I'm not familiar with Derbyshire, UK. I don't know if the dog was out in the woods or out in a big pasture somewhere or wandering a neighborhood. Didn't really say in the story. But uh, in my mind, I'm going to make believe that it's some sort of, uh, it's like Nottingham Forest, right? And it's like where Robin Hood used to hang out. That's, that's my guess. I don't know. But, uh, but they called in this, uh, this group and they brought the drones in and it only took them two hours to find Molly. Crazy dog, crazy blind dog, but fortunately uh, she's home. But here's the thing that's interesting. They started this drone to home business or charity, if you will, back in 2019. And according to the company or the nonprofit, they have found and returned to their parents 2,487 dogs, nine cows, three ponies, an emu, and a pet skunk. All from a drone. Now, my idea, if you are a local person looking for uh, an opportunity, get yourself a drone and open up a business hunting for lost pets and use the drone. This is an idea. This is a great idea. So that's pretty cool. Uh, The other damn it dog is a story about uh, the Minnesota governor, Tim Waltz. Apparently he... um, has a dog <laughs> that has a tendency to lock himself into building or in rooms. His name is Scout, and he posted on his uh, ex account. And by the way, you know, ex formerly Twitter. Is anybody else tired of hearing or reading about 
these stories, when somebody <laughs> posts something on X, they all say, formally Twitter, formally. We know. We know. And we don't care. But anyway, uh, this dog apparently went into a bedroom. The dog has taught himself to open doors. Which, I, it sounds clever, but I don't think that's a good idea if your dog can open a door. But the dog went into the bedroom and somehow hit the latch, locking, locking himself inside, and there's no key to get into the bedroom door. So they had to call out some city workers or state workers, I guess. He is the governor. And they brought a ladder, found one of the windows was open, and unlocked it and crawled in <laughs> and uh, let the dog out. So here's our last uh, dog story. Remember uh, last week we were talking about the death of um, Bobby? I think it's Bobby. Could be Bobby. It's B-O-B-I. But it's a Portuguese Mastiff uh, that lives in Portugal. And he died at the age of 31. According to Guinness, this was the oldest dog in the world. Bobby was 31 and the oldest dog in the world. We also discussed the fact that there's a uh, dog that lives up, uh, I think, in Shelby County, maybe. For a brief time, it had its day in the sun. It's 15 minutes of fame when there was some uh, thought that maybe that was the oldest dog in the world. But then this dog was brought to the forefront and they said, oh, no, no, no. It's not the dog in Ohio that's the oldest dog. It's this dog in Portugal. So for the last you know year or so, this dog's been living the high life as the world's oldest dog. Well, now there's some skepticism about the story. Vets have wondered whether it's biologically possible for a dog to live for the equivalent of 200 human years. And Guinness uh, has said that they are now investigating whether the claim that the Portuguese Mastiff actually lived for 31 years, 165 days. Because the reality of this is, and this is also the case with the story up in Shelby, they don't know the exact date. Now, when we talked about this before, I had somebody from a vet clinic call and say, yes, vets can generally tell how old a dog is by looking at the amount of plaque on their teeth. But that's still a guess. It's still a guess. You can't pinpoint it down to the day, the week, the month, the year. It's still a guess. And I kind of feel like if Guinness is going to say this is the world's oldest dog, then it needs to be factual. So they're investigating, and we'll see what the story is. But, uh, yeah, it's some sort of uh, oldest dog scam. Ron Otto, you got a comment on this? Yeah, the I think the dog you were talking about locally was in Preble County. Preble a, County. That, it, the little ch chihuahua yeah. that they're saying was like 23 or something. Yeah, yeah, but there yeah. was there was also some weird story about the the, the back story was that the, the couple or the family who has this dog um, found the dog in a parking lot at a grocery store. Yeah, they rescued the dog, so they don't really know when the right. dog was born. So I, that's what I'm It's like, how can you then say, you know, that you have the oldest dog? It's like if you have if you have paperwork uh, from uh, a vet or someplace that says this dog was born on this day in this year, you know, whatever, then OK, let me see the birth certificate. Yeah. 
But you can't just sort of speculate, say, well, we think he's five or ten years old, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you never know. Doesn't seem legit to me. And I'm calling kind of, uh, you know what, on those turtles stories that you see. You know, the turtle in Japan is uh, 150 years old or something like that. I'm like, come on, man. Well, I think there might be some way to tell. I I think I've heard that, like, uh, on turtle shells, you know how they can tell how old a tree is by the number of rings? Right, yeah. I think there's something like that on a turtle. On mm. their shell, that you might so, be able to to tell, but I I've heard that I don't know if that's true. Oh, it was well, it was probably the autograph of Ulysses Grant on its back, ah, probably. It could that be. That. Yeah. That's a legitimate uh, autograph, so yeah. he had to be around then, right? Yeah. yeah. Excellent. That's a good thought. It's the evening edge with Todd Holst. Call Todd now nine three seven four five seven twelve ninety or message him at evening edge Todd. Locally grown, seriously funny on WHIO. Where's Todd? I mean, he should be back by now. The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Call Todd now, 937-457-1290, or message him at Evening Edge Todd. Locally grown, seriously funny, on WHIO. As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. Back here on The Evening Edge, Monday through Friday, 5 to 7, of course, the famous episode of WKRP in Cincinnati, another... Another ensemble show that was just amazing. I play that because Friday, when I got home after the show, my wife surprised me with a lovely gift. The uh, entire series on DVD. And I guess it's the version with the original music. Because when they showed the series on TV, they had the rights to all this popular music but then later they had to change it they had to strip it out and put other music in because they didn't have the rights for the you know the vhs and the dvd sales so uh very cool very exciting and of course that's my favorite episode uh the turkey drop which i'd love to do again i I would i did that years ago when i worked at z93 we had a helicopter we dropped 93 foam turkeys uh, out of out of the copper uh, uh, the chopper, and uh, there were prizes attached to the turkeys. I'd love to do that again. That would be a lot of fun. The evening edge turkey drop. How awesome would that be? We got some mail. Sit back down and shut your trap. It's time for mail call. Message for you, son. You should see a fan mail. You got a message. I got your letter. Amazing what you can accomplish by mail. Congratulations, Skippy. You've got mail. Just need to figure out where and how we can drop foam turkeys. From the sky, they've kind of they've kind of sort of uh, reeled that in. You know, the FAA isn't so cool anymore about people dropping stuff from helicopters and planes. Uh, if you'd like to shoot me an email, eveningedgetodd at gmail.com, or you can hit me up on uh, social media: Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok uh, at eveningedgetodd. Hey, Todd! A few weeks ago. You were talking about schools having students sell stuff. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. Uh, My friend's daughter is selling something for her dance school. I've never heard of students selling before. Texas Roadhouse Rolls. (laughs) They're selling rolls. Now, remember we were talking about schools uh, selling mattresses. That's kind of odd. Um, We've all heard magazine sales, which I don't know that they do that anymore. Or flowers, 
Christmas trees, wreaths, tins of popcorn, but never Texas Roadhouse rolls. Apparently, they're selling them for $8 a dozen, and for 2 bucks you can get a pint of cinnamon butter. Uh, keep up the good work. We love your show, Tiffany and Monroe. And I guess this dance school is in Monroe. Well, there you go. I guess uh, you can buy you can buy rolls and butter now from uh, from students. I guess in this case the uh, the dance store. I'll tell you what, two dollars for a pint of cinnamon butter. Can we get some more butter? I would pay that. Oh yeah. What am I listening to now? What is this? The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. It's a radio show. It's entertainment. Fill it up. Pump. T. O. Double D. H. O. Double L. S. T. I can remember that. Locally grown. Seriously funny. I'm puzzled by the whole thing. On WHIO. Hold on to your panties. The party is about to begin. I can hardly wait. I love this show. Check one, check two, check three. Are we ready? Check four. You know what? Enough talk. It's showtime. It's the Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Call me now. 937-457-1290. Locally grown. Seriously funny. On WHIO. It is the Evening Edge, Monday through Friday, 5 to 7. Coming up this hour, we're going to give away an Evening Edge coolie to keep your beverage crisp and cool. Uh, So that's coming up later. Uh, We also have some magic news. That's kind of new. And last Friday, or this past Friday, we were talking about a donation to a Goodwill that caught some uh, attention. Had to do with a, uh, as they called it, a marital aid. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of gross. But now we have another story about a bad Goodwill donation. So we're going to talk about that. But first, Ron. Ron, you down there? Yeah, All right, so... In the last segment, I mentioned that my wife got uh, the DVD, the complete series of WKRP in Cincinnati. I've wanted it for a long time, and uh, for years it's been, you know, we saw it on Amazon, and it was like 130 bucks or something like that. She got a really good deal on it for like $35. So mm-hmm. she was like, oh, I got to get that for Todd. And one of my dreams is to uh, create, recreate the turkey drop, the famous turkey drop from WKRP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mentioned that I did this years ago when I worked at another radio station. We dropped these foam turkeys out of a helicopter. The FAA was uh, not as particular, maybe, <laughs> at the time. You could get away with dropping stuff like that out of the uh, out of the air. Okay. You can't really do that anymore. Uh, plus, uh, people are very litigious. And, you know, you'll end up getting sued. Yeah. So I'm like, I, how do I do this? How do I how do I recreate this? Well, I just got an email, and I want to get your take on this. Because mm. you're a radio guy. You love WKRP in Cincinnati. I think you would have uh, a good thought on this. Uh, from uh, a listener by the name of Christy Lee. Just a thought. Instead of dropping fake turkeys from an airplane, they rent a duck tape, a duck, excuse me. Let me start that again. They rent a dunk tank, have a gathering of some sort, and anyone that can dunk you gets a free turkey. Ooh. 
So I would be the turkey, and you would be dropping me into, <laughs> assume, I assume water, right? It might be a sure. little chilly. Or, or you could be dunked into turkey gravy. Oh. Oh. Mm, gravy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that, uh, that's a great idea. Though, how do we come up with a 50-gallon tank of gra- <laughs> gravy? Well, yeah, that's there's that. There is yeah. that, that's uh, that's one thing that we would have to figure out. But uh, I love that idea. I still, but see, here's the thing. I still like the idea of foam turkeys uh, falling out of the sky mm-hmm. with uh, prizes attached to them. You know, it's just yeah. I think it would be fun, and people would be looking up, and they'd be like, "Oh, look, it's like you know." Yeah, you could. Well, well, or or you know, this is America. Why not have both? Right. Well, th- there you go. You know, there you go. You can uh, you can win some prizes with the turkey drop, or dunk Todd and uh, dunk the turkey. <laughs> and you know what? I could even wear a turkey outfit. Uh, you could. I would completely do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would no before that. I would rent out a hall for that. You know, I wouldn't want to do that outside. Oh, so you know, you're, okay? So do it. Around do Thanksgiving, it. it gets a little chilly around here. Right. Yeah. Interesting, yeah. interesting. Now this, this, uh, or maybe we could do it in a tent, and mm-hmm. have big heaters. Uh, you could, well, yeah, the, you uh, know, no. you just be or, safe with the heaters. You don't want to light the tent on fire. Or, or keep. <laughs> just saying. But a, a bunch of hot plates underneath the gravy, <laughs> and keep it keep, simmering. Keep it right? at a low simmer. Every time I drop in, it's like, oh, it feels so good. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Todd, get out of the gravy. <laughs> Quit drinking uh, the gravy. Yeah. You weirdo. All right. Well, it's it's certainly not something that I can do this year because uh, it just takes too long to put something like that together. And Turkey yeah. Day is just here in a couple of weeks. My wife reminded me of it last night. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so maybe maybe next year. Maybe next year that's something to work towards. And we'll think of, you know, we'll find a place to do it and uh, think of some other things we right. can do with turkeys. Or, or if there's some business out there that's listening... And they they hear this and they go, oh my god, that is a great idea. I will pay for the uh, the dunk tank and I will pay for the uh, uh, the uh, foam turkeys. We mm-hmm. can, we've got to figure out some way we could drop them from something, or maybe a turkey catapult. Mm. Oh, maybe we could do that. Maybe we could launch. I don't know, like a big box of uh, foam turkeys high up into the air. Mm. Or a drone, maybe a strong drone. I don't know. There's got to be a way to do it. You know, there are some Renaissance Festival people that listen to your show that know how to do that catapult thing. Oh, well, they, they do, do the, that. They do the pumpkin you know? chucking over at the base. They oh, launch yeah. pumpkins. They could do that with turkeys. That's right. Yeah. 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 There's just a lot of good idea. stuff out there. That's right. Well, Bob on the, on the uh, live stream just said a tall building. I guess that's uh, possible. Yeah, well, yeah. But I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know what the rules... See, I, here's the problem, is that people are just... They're too litigious anymore. Yeah. And yeah. I, I don't want somebody getting hurt and coming after me. I don't care if they come after the, at the, the company. Just don't come after me. <laughs> yes, you don't know? get me involved, yeah, I don't, please. You know, sue CMG all you want. Just don't come after <laughs> me, you know. But, uh, uh, you can't afford a lawyer. I mean, hey, that's... Uh, you know, you start talking to them like that. Right. Start that's throwing right. numbers yeah, out that's there. Right. That's you know right. what I mean? All right. Well, maybe somebody will uh, will will contact me and say, hey, we got an idea for this. You know, or or a crane. 
Maybe we can lift it up with a crane, you know, like a big, uh, like a net yeah. full of turkeys. Oh, I'm sure there's a company out there that has a crane that would love to oh. be seen with their company name on it. There you go. There you go. And you just lift this crane up really, really high. Yeah. And then you drop it. Or you could have, you had like a, 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 with this bag that's hanging or a net that's yeah, hanging right. off it and just open the net up and, yeah. and foam turkeys come Let out. Let the turkeys fly free. Yes. So... Anyway, all right, well, just an idea. Thank you, Ron. Yeah, Thanks right. for that chat. Uh, we, do have some, uh, we do have some magic news here, and uh, this is a new one for us. magic in me. Everybody wants the best of magic, magic, magic. Magic, magic, magic. Magic, magic, magic. Oh. Oh. Well, this is exciting. I don't know if you heard about this, but uh, the moon is going to disappear. It's going to be magical. That's what David Copperfield is promising. Uh, legendary illusionist David Copper. Remember, he's made the uh, Statue of Liberty disappear. He made uh, the Great Wall of China disappear. He made Pam Anderson's career disappear. <laughs> he is amazing. Uh, he has said uh, that now, after 30 years of working on this illusion, it's become a reality. He is going to make the moon disappear in February of next year. Now, of course, he's not given any details because he's a magician and he doesn't reveal his secrets. But here's something that's interesting. He said that over the last few months he's been working on this. People have reported seeing strange things in the sky at night all around the country. Now... That happens quite frequently, right? We have people who see strange things in the sky and they report it. But I wonder if somehow he is responsible. And I'd like to know exactly how he's going to do this. You know, how is he going to make the moon disappear? And he's saying that you can uh, go see it for yourself. He's teamed up with a uh, nonprofit. And I'll find the link. But they're going to give away the opportunity for people to come see it in real time. But he says he's going to make the moon vanish live and in person. So it'll be interesting. He says he's going to reveal more as we get closer to February on his social media. So now might be the time to follow David Copperfield. See how he's going to make the moon disappear. And I was thinking, like, well, how could he do this? Could he, could he shine some sort of big, powerful light, you know, towards the moon and black it out? Could that happen? And if that does happen, what sort of problems will it create? Like Y2K, you know, something, <laughs> something like that. The end of the world occurred because a magician decided to make the moon disappear. Uh, Chuck and Vandalia, what's up, Chuck? I'm good. What's happening, man? I got an idea for your turkey drop. Okay, let's hear it. Remember back in grade school when they had us trace out our hand and then make a turkey out of the drawing we made? Yeah. Well, you do that, and you write on there different prizes, whatever prizes you're going to give away. Uh-huh. Put them all, make you, I don't know, a couple hundred copies of it. Put it in a box, put it in a crane, drop it off. 
let them fly down. Well, we could do that, but there's actually there's actually foam turkeys. I have one on my desk. It's like a it's like a spongy foam turkey that uh, looks pretty cool, and you just sort of staple, uh, you know, like a prize or or a card that says what the person won when they when they pick it up, right? So we would actually use real not real turkeys, but but real foam turkeys. <laughs> So I wouldn't have to do the the hand tracing thing, though. I appreciate that, and I like the idea of the the crane. So maybe we get somebody to donate a crane, and then somebody buy the uh, buy the turkeys. I can come up with the prizes, but as I've said before many times, we don't have a uh, budget for this show. So anything we do fun like that, somebody's gonna have to foot the bill. What am I listening to now? What is this? The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. It's a radio show. It's entertainment. Fill it up. T O Double D H Double L S T. I can remember that. Locally grown, seriously funny. I'm puzzled by the whole thing. On WHIO. What did you and Todd do? The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Call Todd now, 937-457-1290, or message him at Evening Edge Todd. Locally grown, seriously funny, on WHIO. Back here on the Evening Edge, Monday through Friday, 5 to 7. This Sunday, up in Troy, at the Piqua Center, there on East Ash Street. It's the Piqua Comic Con Comics, toys, and art. It's going on from 10 to 4. I uh, told some folks up there that I would give it a shout-out. So there you go. Vendors from all over the area. Guests to be announced. And you can get more on their Facebook page. You can also find more on my Facebook page. I just uh, put a link up there. If you are uh, up in that area and you want to go check out some fun toys, comics, and uh, art, and all that good stuff. It's happening Sunday, 10 to 4. Uh, 937-457-1290. We got uh, Gary in New Carlisle. What's up, Gary? Hey, Todd. An environmentally very friendly turkey drop for you. Okay. You take uh, a local turkey farm, and I'm sure they'd be glad to give you 55, 60-gallon bag of turkey feathers. And you put your prizes on whatever, how many feathers of those, put them up in the old uh, crane and let them float down and you don't have to pollute the environment with any styrofoam. Well, it's not styrofoam. These are foam like sponges. They're like they're, they're, they're multicolored. They look like turkeys. They have, in fact, my wife just sent me the picture of, uh, of the turkey that I have in my studio, which is one well, of the turkeys. It of, what's it made of? It's made of like uh, like foam, like uh, like sponge foam. So oil byproduct. I don't know. Uh, look, they just look like turkeys, <laughs> you know, and they've already <laughs> been made. So I, I'm not. Uh, it's, it's it's not polluting. They're you know. Oh my lord! <laughs> it's just a it's it's a foam turkey. It's a foam turkey. Anyway. Uh, I like this idea. I like this idea of getting a crane, and I also like the dunk tank full of uh, turkey gravy, and I will be in a turkey outfit, maybe a turkey bathing suit, right? A (laughs) full-figured turkey bathing suit, and we can uh, do the turkey drop. 
you can drop me in the tank and you can maybe win some. I don't know. I, I think it's got uh, legs, so to speak. What am I listening to now? What is this? The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. It's a radio show. It's entertainment. Double it up. T. Double D. H. Double L. F. T. I can remember that. Locally grown. Seriously funny. I'm puzzled by the whole thing. On WHIO. Everybody, could I uh, have your attention, please? I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Now, hold on, dummy. Just you listen to me. Now, listen to me carefully. Boy's got something to say to me. Why don't you talk into the microphone? It's the Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Call me at 457-1290. Locally grown, seriously funny on WHIO. Back here on the Evening Edge, Monday through Friday, 5 to 7. We've gone off on a tangent talking about... The idea of an evening edge turkey drop. Foam turkeys falling from a crane or a plane. Or hot air balloon or drone. Pam on the live stream suggests uh, shooting foam turkeys out of cannons. Like they, like they do pumpkins. That might be fun. Though I don't know that there'll be much left of the foam turkey afterwards, but... It'll be a spectacle to watch. Tammy, uh, listening in Union City, Indiana, suggests tying them to helium uh, balloons and letting them go. You can't really, you can't do that anymore. I mean, I, I remember doing it years ago with a uh, inflatable Santa, and we attached like 90 red balloons to it. It would have been better if it had been 99, but... Uh, I wasn't thinking about that then. <laughs> but we launched them, and it landed somewhere in southern Indiana. It was a Santa on uh, riding a reindeer and all these balloons, and it landed in southern Indiana. Now you'll get in trouble for that. Can't do that. So uh, we just some ideas, but I do like the idea of a crane. Renee and Troy, what's up, Renee? Hey, um, I was thinking, and I know I'm late to this party. It's Okay. You're and, always welcome you know, to our party. Well, thank you. I'm no program director, but I just thought, how great would it be if you were in a turkey suit and you jumped out of that helicopter? Hell no. Cincinnati. No, no, no. no. Well, why? No, just, uh, just a little parachute. No, no, I mean, no, 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 no. Renee, I am not going to jump out of a plane. That, that is, <laughs> I have on. no. That's a, Stunt of the the, no. the decade. No, 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 no. That is not the stunt of a decade. Yes, uh, now, it is. now I am willing to get into a dunking booth, dressed <laughs> as a turkey, and That's and nothing. and let people dunk me into a giant vat of uh, gravy. <laughs> I'm willing to do that, but I'm not jumping out of a plane. Okay, well, you're lucky I'm not your program director because I'd have well, you in a plane in a turkey suit <laughs> with a parachute. Jumping out over Cincinnati. And Renee, I would I would have you in HR. <laughs> I would take you to HR and say, this crazy woman is trying to make me jump out of a plane. Oh, I do There's no way I'm going to do that. No way. But I, I'm telling you, this is a great idea. The, the little foam turkeys in a giant crane or, you know, okay. like, a, like a big net. And you've got... Wah, wah. <laughs> I love your little foam turkeys, but my idea was better, and you know it. Are you trying to kill me? Is that the problem here, Renee? Are you trying to take no, me out? I said put a parachute on. Yes, but parachutes, parachutes are only parachutes are only so strong. 
Well, you're not that big. Oh, I'm big. Let me tell you well, something. There, I, I, yeah. Look. Uh, well, okay, good. You look great in a turkey suit then. F- falling Even flat better. to the smackdown on the planet. Is that what you're saying? Well, isn't that what those turkeys did anyway? Oh, man, man. Okay, love your show, Todd. Bye. Oh, thank you, Renee. I appreciate it. I think she's trying to kill me. Uh, Luke in New Carlisle. What's up, Luke? Hey, Todd. Hey, man. What's going on? I have a crane. You have a, I have cr- a sign. Yeah, I have a, a, I have a sign company, and we have a 50-foot crane with a two-man basket on top. We could put you up there, and you could uh, oh. uh, shower the people below with foam turkeys and Cheez-Its. <laughs> Cheez-It. <laughs> we might put someone's eye out, but I uh, – I, okay. Now, wait a second. This this could work. This could 100% work. You just – you hoist me up. I've got the big net, you know, with all the turkeys, and we drop it, right? Okay, so you would be willing to uh, donate the use of your crane. Is that is that what I'm getting? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay. So now, now I need to find some people who will buy the foam turkeys. Because yeah, again, like I, I have no, I have no budget, and and these turkeys are like a buck or two each. Now I would want, you know, I would want a, a couple hundred or so. So and we'll have to figure that out. I know some people with some deep pockets. They're I know none, some people. None of my relatives, but uh, but we maybe we can make it happen. And I know I could come up with some prizes. Absolutely. No, all it. right. Now, Luke, hang on the line. I'm going to have uh, my producer Donut. Get your get your phone number, and uh, I will be in contact with you. I don't know if I'm going to make it happen, but I, look, I can I can certainly try. I can certainly yeah. try. So uh, hang on the line. We'll get your details, and uh, we'll try to put something together. All right. Now, see, this is what I'm talking about. I have the best listeners on the planet, the best listeners, except for Renee, who wanted me to fall to my death. And a turkey suit. Not going to do it. But I like that idea. I'll go up in a crane wearing a turkey suit. 100%. But I ain't jumping. I ain't jumping. But I love this idea. I just need somebody who would be willing to sponsor and buy the turkeys. And everybody would get to take the turkey home. Right? It'd be like a, a little souvenir, a little evening edge souvenir. Maybe we could even pay to have uh, the logo put on it or something. And I could, I could get some prizes. I think people coming out would just like to be a part of that and get the little turkey as a souvenir. You know, but I think we, we could do this. We could give away some. Oh, man. Oh, man. This is great. We could do this. We could get a we could get the dunking booth. I mean, we, this could be this could be turkey palooza. A full, fun, festive day of turkey shenanigans. I love it. I love it. We could do turkey bowling. Now, there's an idea. A radio station in town used to do that. I don't think they do that anymore. You do it at a bowling alley. You have frozen turkeys, and people throw the turkeys down the uh, the lane to try to get a strike. This could be all-encompassing. We could do it at a, at a bowling alley. We could have the crane. We could have the turkey bowling. We could have the dunking booth. If somebody wants to bring a cannon and we can shoot 
turkeys into the atmosphere. That would be great. Right? Just a thought. Just a thought. But I love this creative process. I love how this all comes together. You know? That, again, I just... I just love I just love the edgeheads. They're just the best. They're the best. They get it. They get it. They love it. Tim and Huber Heights. What's up, Tim? What's up, Todd? How are you? Good. I'm gonna give cover your first hundred turkeys. You're gonna wait, you're gonna cover my first one hundred turkeys. Yep. Me and the Villa Tavern. Oh, now wait a second. This is Tim from the Villa Tavern. That uh, yeah. that uh, invented the cheese at pizza. Remember that last uh, was it last year or earlier yeah, this year? Yep. How many how many uh, cheese at pizzas are we up to now? How many have we sold since you kicked that off? Two hundred sixty-six. Oh my gosh, two hundred and sixty-six. Yeah. That is that is amazing. We we'll have to come up with something for three hundred. That would be that would be kind of cool. So you're yeah, willing yeah. you're willing to spot you're willing to buy a hundred of these foam turkeys. Yep. Oh man. Matter of fact, I'll let's go ahead and say 150 of them. Well, no, don't go nuts. Don't go nuts, but I appreciate that. I appreciate it. Now see, because here's oh, the thing. I don't need I don't need thousands, you know. I just right. I would like a couple hundred. So if you if you're gonna do a hundred or hundred and fifty and I could get somebody else to buy a hundred or so. Yep, uh, and I don't, train. I'll have to see, I'll just have to make sure, you know, how much they are first, because it's been a couple of years. I explored right. this a couple of years ago. And when I called a, a local helicopter company and I said, Hey, what's the, wh what, what are the chances of that? And I go, it was like, are you nuts? <laughs> you know, we're not, we can't drop, uh, we can't drop turkeys or foam turkeys or anything out of the, I'm like, okay, well, thanks for your time. But, uh, I, I have to find out exactly how much the turkeys are before I want you to before you commit to anything because I, I don't want to put a you know I'm pretty confident we're in either way but uh yeah I want to start off with that at least okay all right well uh, I know how to contact you uh, right, I will buddy. be in touch and maybe we can get some more maybe we get somebody else to call in and say hey I'll buy this or you know we'll yep. just make it a make it a community project I need to start my own 501c3. There you go. The Evening Edge Charity Fund. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tim. I appreciate it, buddy. Thank you. So there you go. I mean, again, just the best. We can make it happen. Whew. Man, oh, man. Yeah. It, it, this, could be, this could be huge. And maybe we could make this happen before, Hall or before Thanksgiving. I thought that this, you know, this is going to take a long time to put together. But it sounds like we could conceivably do this. In just a matter of weeks. But we'll see. Uh, on Friday, we had a story about a, uh, a Goodwill in the UK. And they had to uh, issue a warning, I guess. I, I guess a, a warning would be right. Or they issued a statement asking people not to donate their old sex toys to this Goodwill. Apparently, they had had a couple of incidents of people donating their old, worn out, used, I, you know, and they said, stop doing that. Stop doing that. And we did have one guy call and said, well, this could be what could have happened is that somebody 
you know, went through their their wife's closet and was just getting rid of a bunch of stuff and donating it, didn't realize that it was hidden somewhere. You know, I guess that's possible. But this story comes from uh, Janesville, Wisconsin. An employee at the Goodwill made a troubling discovery when they were going through uh, routine inventory on Friday. The, the employee was going through a box of recently donated items when they discovered an explosive device and ammunition. Uh, they called 911. Bomb squad uh, went to the thrift store. They evacuated the building. They evacuated the surrounding areas, and apparently somebody had donated. And the assumption is, is that they think it was accidental. They don't think it was intentional. But it was a uh, what they call a bomblet. A bomblet. Not a riblet, but a bomblet. <laughs> Not an omelet, but a bomblet. Uh, it's part of a cluster bomb that contains a large number of sub- submunitions that deploy and explode as the bomb strikes its target. Now, why would somebody have that at their house? I guess it's possible maybe they were trying to blow up the Goodwill. I don't... But the police, uh, they don't think it was uh, intentional. And they're trying to locate the person who dropped it off at the Goodwill. So don't don't drop off your used sex toys and don't drop off any bombs. That should be... You, there really shouldn't... You shouldn't have to put that on the guidelines, but here we are. What am I listening to now? What is this? The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. It's a radio show. It's entertainment. Fill it up. T. Double D. H. Double L. S. T. I can remember that. Locally grown. Seriously funny. I'm puzzled by the whole thing. On WHIO. The Todd is here. Have no fear. The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Call Todd now. 937-457-1290. Or message him at Evening Edge Todd. Locally grown. Seriously funny. On WHIO. Well, I promised it a little bit earlier. Now's your chance. If you would like to win an Evening Edge Cooley, be the fifth caller right now. 937-457-1290. And we will hook you up with your very own Evening Edge Cooley. I was going to do it earlier, and I just, uh, all this turkey talks made me slip my mind. And But now's your chance to call in and win that Cooley. Caller 5. All right. Thanks for listening tonight. We'll be back tomorrow just after 5 o'clock. And I am going to work on this turkey drop idea. I think we can make it happen before the holiday. We got somebody donating the cranes and we get some people donating or uh, buying the turkeys. I'll, I'll give you a shout outs and sponsorship on this radio show. I mean, after all, I'm also the promotions manager, so I can do it. Have a great night. Don't forget, you can get the podcast at eveningedgetod.com and all your favorite podcast platforms. Have a terrific Monday night. We'll see you tomorrow. That's it. I'm pulling the plug. You know what? I'm done. Well, is that it? Is that all? Oh, that was fun. over, ladies. Not bad, huh? Will you get an A for effort? Good night, sweet punch. Peace out, Leah. See you tomorrow. Same time, same place. Good night, everybody. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? 
Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 